the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. before the storm oh this is Karen. nice relaxing yeah, you're gonna hope, put us back to sleep uh, after we hopefully everybody's safe and sound down in florida. florida all right we'll get going here in a second good morning everyone um here we go this is Andrew Hollenhurst for City Chief U.S. The Fed is there as a shock absorber to kind of try to provide some cushion for some of these downside risks that might emerge. And so some of them seem to have emerged very quickly, probably more quickly than Chair Powell was expecting. Jamie, are you with those who say that what's happened since that speech makes it more likely that the Fed will have to cut rates to support the economy because it raises recession risks? Well, Kelly, that we reached the ugliest phase of this you know, negotiation. Hmm. This is Jamie you Cox, it, right Harris now. Financial. I don't like what the president did. Talk, you know, comparing Jay Powell to a communist dictator. It's a terrible, terrible thing for the president to do. It was unexpected. It's a, it's a terrible thing. But what it means to markets, what it means to the global economy. You know, the, the president is really in danger of engineering a global, you know, manufacturing recession. Really? And, and if he's not, if he keeps up with these particular policies, we're going to be there and it's going to spill over to the U.S. consumer. And then we're going to have a really bad situation here to have to clean up. And it will lead the Fed, unfortunately, to have to cut rates. And they really don't want to. In fact, I think Jay Powell did a good job today of trying to set the record straight on the rate path. <laughs> trying to say, you know, the market's predicting 150 basis points of rate decreases over the next year. We don't think that's really needed, but, you know, that's what the market thinks, and therefore that makes bad things happen, like the yield curve decline, things sure. like are invert. So I, I think we're at a, at a point where the president holds all the keys to this, and if he doesn't get off of this bad trade policy, it's going to be bad for the entire world, not just right. the rest of the world, China specifically. So you, Jamie, definitely think that 
a recession is possible triggered by this trade war. John, are, are you of the same opinion here about the risks this that this John carries? John Augustine, he's a Huntington private banker. Well, it does increase the risk, we would say. We, we would also say, Kelly, that Fed Chair Powell actually broadened the discussion today, we thought, in a very constructive way by Steve Leisman saying, bringing in the global economic uncertainty, bringing in the trade uncertainty, bringing in the muted inflation, we thought he actually opened the door for the Fed to be more accommodative if needed. So we thought it was a very constructive speech. So, so you know, mixed signals here, Carrie, mm-hmm. right, which we've been talking about. You know, that's what a lot of people, you know, are saying is how far is Trump going to take this trade war chicken game with China? You know, because it's, it's, it's you know, every 24 hours, the, the picture changes, right? Right. And, you know, could, you know, is he risking a recession? And meaning whether it be start outside right. of the U.S. and bleeds into the U.S. Or is he putting the Federal Reserve in a position that they have to clean up after Trump's you know, miscalculations on how willing China is to go down this trade war path. Right. Um, because they're, you know, they're saying, you know, and, you know, I don't know if you heard or saw Bill Dudley, right? He is the former New York Fed uh, bank uh, chair uh, president. Okay. And he came out with an opinion piece that was just, you know, basically <laughs> saying that the Federal Reserve, the current Federal Reserve board member should, you know, not, you know, kowtow to Trump's, you know, in other words, be his backdrop. Right. Um, you know, he's, you know, and he was, his opinion piece got, raised a lot of eyebrows because, you know, he basically said, you know, uh, you know, what if the Fed's accommodation encourages the president to escalate the trade war further, increasing the risk of a recession? Okay. Um you know, Dudley should, you know, saying Fed officials should, you know, state explicitly that the central bank won't bail out an administration that keeps making bad choices on trade policy, making it abundantly clear that Trump will own the consequences of his own actions. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, Dudley supports Fed officials' desire to remain a political, but Trump's ongoing attacks on Powell and the institution have made that unattainable. Well, there was also an article from um, that Republican Senator Tom Tillis was pushing for an investigation of the Federal Reserve's independence because some of the former agents, former agents, um, president. Sorry, I'm explaining that wrong. Um, was talking about that actually maybe there's some theories of punishing Trump because of re-elections coming up. Right. That there's not really that the Fed isn't being apolitical. There, you know, he's fighting against what they should be doing so um, that that there's a, a side that wants the economy to tank which to me is crazy why would well, you want that yeah, well, i don't care what side you're on yeah. what your political or any other religious anything well, why wouldn't you want this country that you're in to not be successful well what really raised eyebrows was the last paragraph of dudley's opinion piece okay um, if the goal of monetary policy is to achieve the best long-term economic outcome, then Fed officials should consider how their decision will affect the political outcome in 2020. 
See? Uh, ah, yeah, that maybe yeah, that's. I mean, now that is going way over the line. Did the senator read Benny his piece? And yeah, that's going <laughs> way over the line, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and dangerous, you know, precedent, you know, and and you know, I don't, you know, I would think anybody, and especially politicians, should want this country to be strong. And, and when you're talking about mixed signals, I saw on Friday there was also an article talking about consumer spending is. Um, still very strong right. which means is going against with signs of a recession they said they're right. still going strong alive and well and it's saying maybe this the fear of a recession is overblown it, right exactly it, because we got second quarter we'll get we'll talk to you know okay. second quarter uh the revi- the first revision of second quarter gdp results came out this week and yeah and and there, there are certainly mixed signals in there. So, um, oh boy, we better get going here. All right. Well, yeah. good and th- morning. And thanks for bringing the grill this morning, Carrie. What do you yeah. got? Some brats cooking up there? Oh, yeah. No, I do have brats for this weekend, yeah. though. Okay. Go ahead. Good this. morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM. Between 9 and 10, we are a financial educational radio talk program here to give you helpful information, uh, financial news that may impact your financial life, whether you are already and hopefully enjoying retirement or you're someone who's working and thinking about when I can afford to retire, what things I should do so that I can have the retirement I want. And how do you address all those issues and understanding um, tax planning is certainly a big piece of a plan and using, you're going to hear us say this over and over again at our classes and coming in, what we do for our clients, using opportunities and avoiding traps in the complicated tax code. And in every economic situation, there are opportunities that are often missed. And we've been around more than 34 years in the greater Cleveland area, helping people solve problems, save money. And we are um, a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. We are not investment advisors. Most of our clients either do their own investments or we work closely in uh, one of our C's and um, that the estate, we have customized plans. We um, comprehensive plans, but we also coordination of advisors is a big one. So clients that use their existing investment advisors, or we refer people to advisors that we've known for a long time. We're big on coordination of those advisors and the investment advisors one piece. We don't do that. What we do is very different. Um, we have a lot of clients that come in and say, I thought, you know, I didn't realize there was so much more to it. I mean, investment piece is uh, definitely important. But what we bring is a lot of added value. We're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau, and we've won the Super Service Award on Angie's List multiple years. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights, but we have locations around the Cleveland area. Um, We offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation for people who want to come in and see how our process is different. If, If and how we can help you, we'll let you know. If you provide us information, we'll run some preliminary analysis. And planning can estate um, benefit estates of many different sizes. And again, it's for people working and thinking about their future retirement or people in retirement maybe want to know what I can afford to spend without running out of money. How do I deal with those financial disruptors I'm concerned about? Um, IRA distribution um, planning is a big one and Roth planning. I mean, right now we have these favorable tax rates. So you want to make sure that you're taking advantage um, of those opportunities or a lot of people come in and we show them, you know what, you don't realize you're headed for a tax trap or you have opportunities that you can pull money out in a more, much more favorable tax position, especially you need to be very proactive and look at these issues now more than ever. 
if you believe that tax rates are going up in the future. And certainly, I don't know that there's mixed signals that tax rates are going down in the future. Well, there's no mixed signals if the presidential uh, candidate's on the Democrats about no. where tax rates are going. Sorry, go, go I ahead. was going to say, but either way, they're going to go either stay the same or go up. They're definitely not going to reduce taxes. We have too many problems, too much debt, too many unsolved issues. So, you know, those are the issues so, so that we So you don't believe at. that Trump's going to get his payroll tax cut? No. No. And, and uh, you know, and again, he's not. He doesn't have power to do that. No. You need Congress, and uh, it's not going to happen. No. But go ahead. So if you want to take advantage of a consultation, you can do that. You can contact the estate planning team office. We will be there on Tuesday morning with the holiday weekend. But certainly leave a number, or you can contact us through the website at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Also, we have the fall planning classes. It is not too early to register. We have September 17th at 3 o'clock. The IRA and Roth planning class, if you have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets, you're not going to want to miss this class. Um, We'll talk about avoiding the minimum required distribution tax rep rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions, Roth contributions versus Roth conversions, and steps you might want to take this year that can impact future taxes. And then on October 2nd at 6 o'clock, we have our retirement planning class for retirees and people nearing or thinking about their retirement. And you can, again, call 440 239-2090 239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And Cariano, you'll give those dates and times out again mm-hmm. uh, in the show. So, um, But what do I want to talk about today? Well, one is um, we have, um, you know, it's, it's coming up to a third quarter estimate, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, don't look now, but we're going into September. And of course, a third quarter estimate is due. Well, this year it'll be due on Monday, right? September 16th. Okay, because the fifteenth falls on a Sunday. I'm surprised our governor doesn't just backdate it, like <laughs> I do on the thirteenth. Um, but um, so I'll talk a little bit about that. because so, sometimes we say, you know, if you are making quarterly estimates, the third quarter is a is a changing point. You know, half the year's done, and should you be reviewing with your CPA or your enrolled agent, or if you're doing it yourself? Um, what the robot said, your third quarter estimate should have been, you know, back in. April when you filed your tax returns. We'll talk a little bit about that. But before that, um, also in the news, um, we got some Oprah news, right, Carrie? Um, you know, we, we one of the things about we do at the state planning team is that we keep an eye on Ohio right. things, right? So mm-hmm. what you don't always get from the world of the Internet, right? Right. Because, um, you know, or national uh, shows, you know, because you're in Ohio. And, and, and if you are part of the Oprah system, you know, there has been, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the latest Oprah's report, you know, may have a youth thing. Hey, do you need to build a plan R based mm-hmm. on some proposed changes? So we'll maybe we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, we're working hard. Labor Day weekend, right? Um, got a lot to talk about. Second quarter GDP. Let's start there, right? So this is the first revision of the second quarter GDP. Um, and it's a little bit less... Uh, favorable than the government's first version. Not a whole lot. Um, you know, they said that the GDP uh, was trimmed down from the originally 2.1% to 2%. Okay. Um, and they also kind of said, you know, kind of putting a cap on, um, you know, last year's, you know, they're, they're kind of saying that 
the really the the, the twenty um, you know the twenty eighteen GDP was probably closer to two and a half than originally three. You know, and mm-hmm. and so the trend is you know are we are we going down? <laughs> you know, have we already peaked uh, with the recovery or the Trump uh, you know recovery or what have you? And are we heading down below two as opposed to getting to Trump's three to four? Right. Because that's not going to sit well with President Trump going into an election year, right? Um, but let's see. Um, GDP slowed. You know, the first quarter was great, Carrie. Remember, the, th- the first quarter was three point one percent, right? So that's been. So that's what I mean. Have we have we peaked, and are now we on the way back down? Um, but as you were mentioning in the beginning, what really even prompted that up or kept that up as high as two is the consumer part of that. Right. So the consumer spending was even stronger. You know, they revised that upwards mm-hmm. from their first estimate. Right. Um, so the first time around, they said consumer spending was up 4.4 percent. Um, this revision is up to 4.7 percent. That's the biggest gain since the end of 2014. Okay, it says Americans spent more on new cars, trucks, clothes, eating out, everything, goods and services. The spending's up everywhere. Okay. Um, But what they're saying is from the business side, that's revised even lower. See, and that's what this concern, that's what these mixed signals are about. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea is the businesses are on the way, you know, know, a lot of people call it a CapEx recession, carrier, capital expenditures recession, meaning the businesses are not spending. Okay. Okay. They're not, you know, they're they're not building new plants and equipment. They're not um, building up inventories. You know, they're not, you know, they're they're um, anticipating that if this trade war continues, they're going to have major problems, and eventually the 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 air out of the consumer's balloon is going to, you know, pop, mm-hmm. and then it'll all come crashing down. U.S. recession. All right. So the businesses are usually ahead of the curve. Right. You know, um, and then so the question is, you know, how is the consumer by themselves, you know, going to be able to keep this expansion going? Um, we'll see how uh, Labor Day sales go. Right, Carrie. Um, let's see. Big picture, as second quarter results show, consumers are driving the economy forward while businesses hang near the sidelines, waiting to see how trade dispute with China plays out. Exactly. Okay. Um, you know, you know, Americans appear to be spending enough to keep the economy at growing at a solid two percent, but that's nowhere near Trump's three to four percent. Right. That's a far cry from Trump's three to four percent. Right. Um, and everything's pointing to, and so that's why this is all circles back to what the Fed's doing, what the Fed's saying, and the idea that they're they don't they're saying, hey, we don't know if we're we you know you just look to us if if uh, you know Mr. Trump, President Trump, if your trade war with China doesn't work, because mm-hmm. we might not be able to be the backstop for you. Okay, um, so you know, but you know, and you know, but it does they. Pretty much, you know, Powell's, you know, you know, uh, Jackson Hole speech is basically saying pretty much everybody thinks there'll be a, a rate cut in September. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking towards using debt in the future, um, either buying a new home or, you know, financing an automobile or maybe re- you're wondering if you can refinance your current right. mortgage. Keep an eye on that. Right. Um, you might want to wait or you might, you know, be able to look to do that in a quarter or two. Right. Um 
the other thing too is you know we'll see how um, you know you know talking about we'll talk a little about some swamp news right you know so so Treasury Secretary Munition came out and he said they're seriously considering issuing fifty or hundred year bonds in the U.S. I, this is re, this is a, crazy. Who you know, would do that? So some I, other countries have started that, Gary. But right now we've got the thirty-year bond. You think that's long enough? No, they're, oh, they're yeah. saying you know what? Because I, the rates are so low, why not lock in good debt for the next fifty to hundred years? I mean, you know, if, if anyone's going to, you know. Right, but I don't know as a, a buyer, I'm going to want to worry about 50 to 100 years. 100 and, and, years? And, and, and rates about 2%. Um, <laughs> so but, I, at birth, I'm going to have, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a little, there's little not, not a lot of consensus on whether this is a good idea or a bad idea. I, I would guess it's a bad idea. Um, Might be um, good for the government, but not good for. For the, the borrower, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not for, for the investors. Hmm. Um, maybe not so good. Um, you know, among the risk of the ultra long bond is the ebb and flow of demand over the course of an economic cycle. Buyers may be enthusiastic when yields are high, but in downturns, when the Federal Reserve is cutting rates, demand could evaporate, pushing government borrowing costs higher than uh, higher across the different maturities. See, this is a this this is different this time, Carrie. Right. So right. apparently, you know, everyone, you know, the whole world is saying, okay, we think negative interest rates are really going to work for the long term, and yet oh, there's a lot of economists that are saying, you know, you, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's going to crash. Um, you know, so you know, we'll see how. You know, but again, if they do start issuing fifty-year, hundred-year bonds, or even the thirty-year bonds at under two percent, will they please do something with the money? Like, where's this infrastructure? It's, it's, is that, right. Like, where is the infrastructure? I mean, if you're not going to do infrastructure spending at, 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 at 30 year bonds under 2%, Carrie, when are you going to do it? Who knows? I, I mean, oh, it's just, don't get me started. It's a holiday weekend. Um, all right. So we talk, you know, Oprah's, right? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So what is Oprah saying? Um, so one of the things we talk a lot about the estate planning team is, have you built a, your plan R, right? Meaning that you may have your plan A base case financial plan going based on the best assumptions, you know, using conservative and realistic assumptions that you can make today, right? And you're projecting, you're modeling that out over whatever time period you want to look at. If you're looking at a retirement time period, that may be you know, 25, 30 years. If you're looking at a time period saying, I want to retire in five years, it may be that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the idea of, you know, it, it's, it's hard to you know, crunch you know, 20, 30 years of cash flows in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with a complicated tax code, right? So we need the models, and the models have gotten so much better you know, since your parents' generation, right? Um, now, it's still, though, the idea that, at the state planting, we don't stop with just plan A. Right. We may be running plan B, plan C, plan D, or a, a lot of times we just, you know, say their plan R. So what is your plan R? Your plan R is if, you know, something goes wrong. Now, R could stand for recession, mm-hmm. could stand for recovery, could stand for a lot of things, right? It's just the idea. It's some negative, you know, what do you want to call it a worst case scenario? No, because you, you can, I can always go one bet up or one and say, you don't, you're not at the worst case scenario yet. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you could think of all sorts of catastrophic events that could make it a real worst case scenario. So it's not necessarily going to the worst, worst case scenario. That's maybe something different. It's just saying the idea that, well, what happens if, you know, we we do have some economic downturn in the next few years, mm-hmm. especially if you're planning a life changing event in the next few years. Right. right? You know, uh, retiring, um, uh, buying a house, mm-hmm. um, you know, helping. Uh, grandchildren's college education. We've been talking about you right. know, back to school a little bit. Um, so the um, so one of the things is, um, but what happens if you're in the OPER system? Well, this may be a, a your plan R maybe to say, well, I'm going to run an alternative plan based on if some of these, you know, what they're talking about really happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, hasn't happened yet. They're proposed. They're being talked okay. about um, now. So, what are some of the things on there? Um, well, one, so this is uh, from their board report. This came out this week, right? Um, you know, due to the needs of the pension fund, there currently is no additional funding being contributed to the health care trust. Hmm. Projections indicate OPERS will not be able to provide such funding to the health care trust for at least 15 years. As a result, the board has been discussing possible health care changes since last year. So one of those that you may have to build in your plan are a little bit more of a health insurance cost. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know, now this is true for everybody, you know, Carrie, if, if, you know, have you, you know, before you start, you know, building in the Hawaii trips, you know, in retirement, have you built a conservative realistic assumption for health insurance premiums? Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know how to do that, I've never seen that, come to the class, Carrie. Right. You'll, give, you'll give the classes out here in a minute. But we cover that, Carrie, in the retirement planning class. Mm-hmm. And we show you, we actually show you, um, it, you know, an example of a built out, you know, conservative realist health insurance. And it's, and it's you know, eye It's surprising, right. All right. Um, I'll give you a little hint here. I think it's higher than the $250,000 that the Fidelity Report is reporting every year. You no, know, over your retirement career. Maybe um, fidelity only means like Medicare B premiums. Yeah, or they just probably do. A, right, but not taking into the other expenses. Um, now, so, um, okay, so what are, see, are some of the OPRS health care highlights of the package? Um, requiring high years of service levels to receive an allowance for those retiring at an early age, under age 65, keeping current eligibility requirements of age 65 with 20 years of service for Medicare coverage, uh, maintaining grandfathered population eligibility but with reduced allowances, reducing the base allowance for both the Medicare and non-Medicare plans, eliminating the group plan for non-Medicare and replacing it with an open market model. Okay. Um, so, you know, the, anything that's going to cost, you know, right. what, you know the health care. Um, okay. Um, they also, you know, they're dealing, you know, remember, no one's immune to a low interest rate, you know, high right. volatility market, right? Not the least the case are the pension funds, mm-hmm. right? So there's a note in the report that, the you know, the OPERS is uh, updating or, you know, and their, their, you know, diversification to adjust strategy targets and leverage limits. Mm-hmm. So they're getting a little concerned too, you know, you know, um, it's going to lower its hedge fund allocation and defined fund from 8% to 5%. So, you know, again, see, the, in a world of low interest rates it's going to be harder to get that return that maybe you built into your plan a okay so that's another reason why sometimes in plan r we you know you know we use a lower rate of return on going even though it's the same allocation let's right say. um 
Okay, cost. Okay, how about the pension cost of living? You know, remember, STRs has already suspended theirs. Right. Okay. The private the private pensions got rid of theirs years ago. A long ago. time ago. They mostly yeah. got rid of the pensions, right? But Oprah's was one final one that that, that was you still got that the was little... still got it until guess when, Gary? This year. Well, they're or talking next year. about it. Okay. Um, this year you're okay. Um, so Oprah's has an unfunded actual accrued liability of twenty four billion. Okay. <laughs> Only twenty four billion. It's like, an all time not- high, Carrie. Um, all right, Oprah's is taking steps to reduce that liability, and one option that the trustees are considering is a two year freeze on the cola for all retirees in calendar years twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Okay, so they're not taking imminent. After which, the two year the cola would return to current conditions. Okay. Um, well, what see. does it does it say what that would save? In addition, well, in addition, I don't know if it's going to save twenty four billion, Carrie. Yeah, but it's going to save say. something. Um, in addition to freezing the cola in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, the proposal also includes delaying colas for future retirees for two years after retirement. Okay. Okay. Instead of one, which is currently okay, and restoring eighty five percent purchasing power to some retirees. Um, the board was apprised of measures by other pension funds around the country to improve funding, many of which included adjusting or freezing colas, including some in Ohio, like this. So, see, they're getting the they're getting the picture. They're the last ones, the holdouts, right. and they're, and they're realizing they can't hold out anymore. You know, mm-hmm. they, they they can't. How That's do they? What I'm saying it yeah. sucks, but it's the reality yeah. of their twenty. What did you say? Twenty four billion for right. that means an OPRS is only in Ohio. I mean. So, Ouch. Okay, so um, so that so for let's see, Opus has announced the cost of living adjustments that will be available for retirees in 2020. Okay, those whose retirement effective date is prior to January 7, 2013, will continue to receive a three percent cost of living adjustment. Okay. But inflation is low. I thought so. They have a set rate versus like Social Security. It depends. It's it's environment or well, conditions. It's, it depends on when you retired. Okay, because it's conditions. Because it's changes. Right. Because even the people that are are have maybe the pensions. It's more like the Social Security where it's conditions dependent. Yes. Which I'm thinking yeah. that's what they should be doing. That's what they're doing. Okay. Members with whose effective date of retirement is on or after January 7, 2013, are scheduled to have next year's COLA based on the CPIW, the Government's Inflation Index for Urban Wage Earners and Clerical Workers. According to state law, the annual COLA for these retirees is to be based on the change in the line. Okay. That, you know, right now, if you used it, that would be about uh, 1.4%. So the older guys get 3%, the newer retirees get 1.4%. Okay. Okay. But you exactly what you're saying. It's going to going to reset. It's not going to be set at 3%. You know, the under right. the new method, it's based on the CPIW. See, and the problem is, yeah, how can they possibly keep a 3% cola when you're in a world of negative interest rates? Right. And I'm how just much saying that alone yeah. is just compounding the debt problem. And and a, and a GDP under 2%, right? Um mm. So, you know, so well, how would you build your plan R if you're an Oprah's? Well, if you already built in, if you already have a retirement plan up and going and you assumed that your pension was going to re- uh, go up 3% every year forever and that your health insurance, uh, you know, out of, you know, premiums were never going to increase. Right. Or maybe keep it the same level with a little bit of inflation. You might want to just run a plan R that looks at an alternative and say, how would that affect your retirement plan if we took away that 3% mm-hmm. cost of living adjustment to your OPRS pension. 
you know, we did that a lot for our STRS clients. Right. Or some people may want to be very conservative, say we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they want the plan run at no cost of living increase and seeing um, do they need to make adjustments? Does that affect their future spending? Does that affect the longevity of the plan? I mean, we talk about these concepts and strategies, but it comes down to how does that impact your plan, the choices you're making, how you're going to spend your money, um, and what your you know your long term plans. And the estate planning team, we've been around more than 34 years in the Greater Cleveland area, helping people. And we offer the free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. You can call our office at four four zero two three nine twenty ninety. That's four four zero two three nine twenty ninety, or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. The website has information on our fall planning classes, podcasts. You can listen to previous shows on topics as well, or you can contact us for the free consultation or a newsletter. Our classes, it's not too early to register. They're free. We have some great handouts included. Remember, September 17th um, at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights is our class for people who have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets. It can be drop funds, 401ks, 403bs, and you can be 59 and a half or older, and you can be 70 and a half or older and taking minimum required distributions, you're still going to get good information out of of this class. We're going to talk about rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions, and why so many people unnecessarily... That's Chuck Roddick, No, it's one of those robocalls. Um, um, I thought I silenced my phone, too. Um, To minimize the long-term tax impact, we're going to talk about Roth contributions versus conversion rules and techniques and much more. And remember, register. We do ask that you pre-register online at financialfoodforthought.com or call the office at 440-239-2090. And if you're retired and want to know about Plan R or you're working and thinking about your future retirement and worried about rising health care costs, future taxes, inflation, market volatility, what you can afford to spend or how that the spending you want affects your retirement date and financial disruptors come out to that October 2nd class at 6 o'clock. All right, you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And we do it one family, one plan at a time. And over those years, we certainly have built a lot of plan R's, right, mm-hmm. Carrie? And, you know, again, it can help you, you know, deal with actually things that are beyond your control mm-hmm. so so that's the idea it's it's to save you from making a knee-jerk reaction or an emotional decision that you'll regret in the long run right um and you know again the, the you know the 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 recession is is just very one that you know let's how do we recommend you protect yourself against a recession because of course you can't control you can't know exactly when the next recession is coming so how do you help you know how do you protect your family against that well one you know three simple steps right one rebalance your portfolio you know are you taking on more risk than what you need to be okay so your plan a is based on some rate of return that you've assumed right mm-hmm. now that may and that's usually a derivative of how you're allocated how much to growth how much to fixed right and if you don't know ask your investment advisor you know mr investment advisor throw me a bone here based on how you have my account allocated today what do you think i should be using for a long range rate of return uh for my plan 
and, you know, net of your fees. And then, you know, and then and then assuming that you've used that now that your plan is based on that. So now the idea, though, is if in this big, huge bull run, the longest bull run in market history, your growth might have been out of whack. It might have mm-hmm. got a little bit higher. So have you rebalanced? Have you locked in those gains? You know, are you back to your risk level? Right. Um, two. Um, keep an eye on your cash reserve, right? It's another way to protect yourself. The idea that you've got enough cash reserve to cover that spending gap that you're going to have in the next couple of years. What do I mean by the spending gap? Well, that's, let's say you're in retirement and you know, because you have a detailed financial plan, you know how much your cat, you know, what your cash flow needs are for the next couple of years. And you know how much is coming in, whether it be pensions or social security, right? The, the balance, the difference has to come from your nest egg, your investments, your investment withdrawal, right? So the idea is if in, in, in a, in a, you, you want to make sure that it, if you're worried about a, an economic downturn happening, do you have enough of a cash reserve? So if it does start happening, you can still go on your trip to Hawaii, but you don't have to sell your stocks while they're low right. to get the money to do it. To add an insult to injury. Okay. Um, or you or you don't make a knee-jerk reaction and say, oh, I immediately have to go to cash. It's very hard to time the market. I don't recommend you try to do that. But if you have a plan you're, and know and you have that cash reserve, you have a plan, you're less likely to make those emotional reactions that can hurt you. Not only, like you said, selling stocks in the down market, we've seen people make quick decisions that cost them huge in taxes because right. they panicked. Right. And the idea of the other problem when people make that knee jerk reaction and try to time the market and get out, they're, they lost, they're, now they've lost the dividends that those you know, stocks were paying or mutual funds were paying, Um, you know, in in a world of low interest rates, the dividends may be your, your surviving or, you know, your, your, you know, help you survive it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can get some dividends to get you back to that rate of return that you're looking for. Right. So the idea of the cash reserve now with the cash reserve, once it's built, let's say the recession doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then you've got your choices. Do, Do I, do I use my cash reserve to pay for Hawaii or do I take money out of my investment. You know, I mean, that's the flexibility. Um, Okay. The third thing, as we're talking about, is build your plan R to show you what is the long-term effect of that next economic downturn. Okay. Do you have to really be worried about it? Some people do, Carrie. Right. right? Some people don't. Where do you stand on that? I don't know how you know that without running a model. Right. You know, that looks out. Because in a weird way, the next economic downturn doesn't really affect your life that year, because quite frankly, before you, before we're told there's a recession, it's already happened. Right. right? So it, it, it doesn't affect your life while it's happening. In a weird way, it affects the longevity of your financial plan. Mm-hmm. It just means your your money's not going to long it last as long as it was before. Right. If you'd never modeled the recession in, right. So that's the idea of modeling it in to say, okay, well, how does this affect the longevity of my plan? And, and depending on what your circumstances are. Maybe you haven't retired yet, so we want to, do I need to postpone retirement for six months to twelve months? Um, maybe you're already in retirement, and it means just, it means you can't take that you know a winter getaway for uh, ten more years. You can only do eight more years. You know that's the power of planning. Um, let's see what else is happening in politics. Um, the debates carry are coming up, right? So we're down to ten. Yeah, I'm not really paying attention to that. Um, okay. Um, Cuz yeah. you know what? Then there They're were all 10. candidates, right? Okay. Um, here we are in alphabetical order. Biden, okay, Cory Booker, 
Pete Buttigieg, Julian Castro, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and, wait for it, Andrew Yang. I'm so glad Andrew Yang made the top 10. Oh. 10 right? I didn't think he was going to make it. You no. know, he's the entrepreneur who says that the problem, to, that the solution to every problem that we have in this country, Carrie, is what? UBI. He wants to give every American a thousand dollars a month. No, Carrie, it's a, it's a solution to everything. Oh yeah. So I'm I, so glad he made it because I get to talk about UBI in the, for the next oh year. Oh my gosh. Um, because there's it's happening, Carrie. I, it's crazy to think that people should get paid because they are. Like you need to do something for money. It's 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 a, it's a. I don't it's even a, in my it's, own house. It's a, it's a it's an American dividend. We all deserve it. You don't deserve something just because no, you are. No, we do deserve it, No, Carrie. you don't. Yeah, we deserve the See, American I dividend. Don't. I, I because don't. Because even... it's going to make us all better. It's no, going to solve all our problems. You work hard for things that you want. Like even in my house, my kids want money. Well, then do chores or do extra. I mean, they have standard chores, but they have to work for things. I don't just hand them money. I don't for their activities. No, it's helicopter money. It works. No, I don't believe in that. I'm, we're going to talk about it. I promise. <laughs> I can promise you. Like it's like tuition. It's like school. When I had my parents were paying for college versus I chose to get married and pay for it on my own. Well, they told me if I got married, I had to pay for it. it. You know what? I worked a heck of a lot harder when it was my dime. And those it means more when it's Carrie, your I want money you and your wa- effort. I want you to watch the next debate. It's coming up on the I'm not the watching the, the Democratic the debate. The 23rd one, is it? I don't even know when I don't it think it'll be allowed on my TV. September 12th. I'm sorry. September 12th. Quicker than I thought. Um, you, if they ask, if they get to, if they, you know, if they, they ask Andrew Yang a yeah. question, believe, just wait. Every answer is UBI, the thousand a month. It solves See, all. It's, it's so simple. So it's straightforward. You know, it, you know. It gets so upsetting sometimes to watch the political. So sometimes you need to take a hiatus. So let's see. Um, also, you know, um, oh, Marsha Fudge came out with her endorsement, Gary. Who's Marsha Fudge? She's our Warrensville Heights Democratic rep. You know, you oh, know, okay. um, uh, you know um, she, Kamala Harris. Mm, going on a limb there, Marsha. Um, let's see. What's Jim Renacci? Just talking about a little local politics here. What's Jim Renacci? Writes a book on D.C. dysfunction. <laughs> that should be a bestseller, I but I don't know if say, anyone's going to read it. All right. Um, I think that's an obvious. I don't even think you need to write a book on it. Um, all right. So as I said, we're coming up to the third quarter estimate, Carrie. Right, and mm-hmm. um, so this is this is a good example of how to coordinate advisors. You know, we're big on coordinated advisors, the state planning team. Mm-hmm. You know, if you talk about the you know potential advisors that are going to help you build you know your financial plan, you could talk about the attorneys, you can talk about the CPAs, you talk about the investment advisors, you can talk about the insurance agents and the financial planners you know that you know who and we consider ourselves a financial planner um, but we certainly coordinate with your other advisors and you know estimated tax payments is a good example of that right um, mm-hmm. because you know who should be involved in that discussion and and the idea is you know there was a lot of commotion when you know the the, the new tax law carry and how a lot of people were under withheld right in 2018 right or their tax bill was larger or their well, that's re- because of that w4 form was a joke yeah and the, the, yeah and so um so the idea was you know but we've been talking about 
estimated payments and safe harbors for decades on this radio show program. And, and, you know, we look, we, you know, we, we're ahead of, in other words, we look forward to those discussions, you know, let's plan it out. You know, Um, that's part about having good cash flow schedules to care. Cause if you know, if you have a pretty good, darn good idea of exactly how much money you're spending, we can start working on good tax planning, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, cause we can zero in it. And, and part of that is saying, all right, every year, you know, the idea is I don't like our clients getting big refunds. That was the whole kind of joke about it. It's like, well, everybody's complaining because their refunds are smaller. Why are you waiting around for a refund, yeah. you know, an interest-free loan? Well, yeah, there was some, but you also got more in your check throughout the year. Right. They, they noticed that, right? Um, but <laughs> But the idea is, no, I'd rather have my clients owe money on April 15th. Without under penalty. A couple conditions. Right. One, that they don't owe too much, that they're charged an underestimated interest or penalty. Right. And two, they're aware of that bill that's coming April 15th. Right. They're planning for it. Okay. Okay. The idea of if I know I'm going to have a bill next April 15th, maybe instead of giving it to the government now and just getting a refund, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just put it into a six month CD or one year CD, earn a couple of percentage points on it. And then I'll, the CD will right. come due and I'll have it right there to pay the government. I'd rather have the money earning for you than the government. Okay. Makes sense. Um, now, all right. So, you know, that's the idea of, um, you know, looking at, um, the third quarter estimate, right? Because why do I say the third quarter? Well, because back in April, right, when your tax return was done, let's say, maybe your robot or if you're using a professional, maybe they gave you quarterly estimated coupons to file. But mm-hmm. that was based probably on the previous year safe harbor mm-hmm. because that's all they maybe knew. That. You know, most of the tax software defaults the previous year safe harbor. So what do we mean by that? Well, in other words, it's okay to owe money on April 15th unless you owe too much, right? So to stay out of those penalty situations, the government gives you two safe harbors. One is called the previous year safe harbor. One is called the current year safe harbor. Okay. Under the previous year safe harbor, as long as you've paid in at least 100% of last year's tax, you're covered. Mm-hmm. As long as it's paid in timely. Okay. Now, remember, there's two ways you can get the money to the government, right? One is withholding and mm-hmm. one is quarterly estimates. Okay. And you don't, you know, and you are a combination of the two. But, you know, quarterly estimates have to be timely. Withholding just has to—it just has to be withheld by December thirty-first. Right. That's why a lot of times, if you're if you're finding you're short, maybe it's better to get caught up on withholding if you can do it than trying to get caught up on a third or fourth quarter estimate because you still could get dinged because you know you didn't pay twenty-five percent of that back in you know April and another twenty-five percent right. back in June, right? And we can also talk. Uh, there's other, you know, unless you're annualizing, which is another. You know, I don't have time to get into that right now. <laughs> but back to the with, withholding and quarterly estimates. So back in April, you, you, you know, chances are, if you didn't tell the software any differently, the robot just put you on a previous year safe harbor. And so it said, okay, and, and also it probably just assumed that whatever you had withheld last year is the same withholding that you're going to have this year. Mm-hmm. That may be a bad assumption. But if you didn't tell the robot any differently, I, it may be making that assumption. Right. Okay. Um, now, so at this point, you know, the year's half done, better than half done. Now you have more information than you did having back in April. You, you, could, you, know, you can get your latest pay stubs or your latest pension stubs or your, if you have started taking withdrawals from IRAs or qualified plans. And you can figure out how much is in your withholding tank year to date. 
Right. Okay. And and that's one thing you can check on. Two, um, let's say the robot did kick out quarterly coupons based on the previous year's safe harbor, but now you're in a position to say, well, you know what? Actually, I think my taxes are going to be lower this year than last mm-hmm. year. So maybe I don't want to pay 100% of last year. By the way, Carrie, if your adjusted gross income was greater than $150,000 in the previous year, for federal p- purposes, you got to bump up to 110%. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you're married filing separately, that's seventy five thousand each. Okay, so now on a current year safe harbor, you don't have to hit it exact, right? The mm-hmm. current year safe harbor just says I'm just going to pay in what I think I'm going to owe. Right. Okay, but there's some guesswork in there, right, Carrie? Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not Capital, a known number like the right. previous year safe harbor. Right. There's some things maybe known. Capital gains might be a little different. Right. So when you're working with the previous year safe harbor, there's no guesswork involved in the amount you have to pay in. Right. It's it a is known what it number. is, right. right. If you're working on a current year safe harbor, there is, right? So the government, you know, understands that. So you don't have to hit it exact, right? As long as you're within 90%. Of your okay. actual tax liability, again, if it's paid timely, you're covered. Now, remember last year there were so so many problems with the new W four and everything that the government for last year only they reduced the ninety percent to eighty five percent. Right, and we actually had some clients that that saved. Right, that um, gave you a little more wiggle room. Um, now, um, but in either case, um, the the ninety percent safe harbor is on you know the current year safe harbor. So. If you do have a adjusted gross income in a previous year greater than one hundred fifty thousand, that's a big swing. You're going from one hundred and ten percent to ninety percent. That's a twenty percent swing. So this is why we always recommend you, re- if you are planning on making a third quarter estimate, you review it at this point of the year before you make that. Uh, if you have not reviewed that since last April, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and the idea is saying, okay, should I still make that same third quarter estimate? Or can I reduce it? Or now what happens if you're short, Carrie? Well, if you were following the previous year safe harbor, you really shouldn't be short, right? Um, but let's say, you know, you are following a current year safe harbor and you think, uh oh, I'm a little bit short. Well, this is where it gets tricky, right? Um, so now you say, well, how am I going to get caught up? Well, you could bump up the third and fourth quarter estimates, but you got to be tricky that, you know, that you may still get dinged there. Perhaps a better way, if you can, can you bump up withholding between now and the end of the year? Um, in other words, are you planning? Well, if you're still working, you, that's through your wages, right? So mm-hmm. you'd be working with your payroll department. Right. And you mentioned that W-4, right? So actually, the Internal Revenue Service is trying to come out with a new W-4 form because last year's was a complete disaster. Right. Right. Um, now, but they haven't come out with it yet, but there is online. So if you go to, you know, irs.gov, right, you in, and you could find the online withholding estimator, okay? Um, so employees, self-employees, retirees, and others can utilize this handy web tool. It asks about other sources of income in addition to wages. It also provides tips and tax credits and various deductions. It's especially useful for people who had too little withheld from paychecks last year and owed the IRS when they filed their returns or got a smaller refund than expected. Okay, it estimates how much additional withholding, if any, taxpayer should request. Okay. Okay, so that tool, if you're doing, if you're, if you're a DIYI, you know, do it yourself on the internet, you might want to use that tool. If you're working with a, a tax professional, a CPA or an enrolled agent, 
why didn't me might want to get them involved mm-hmm. okay um and so a lot of times you know that's that coordination of effort now if you do or if you're going that path and you're saying okay you're talking to your cpa and say hey let's review the third quarter estimate before i just send this check out right he's going to want to know if you've got this updated information and one of the things he may ask you about is well what are your realized capital gains year to date Okay. Now, again, if you, all your investments are inside IRAs, we don't care about realized, you know, gains because right. they're deferred. But if you've got a taxable or a non-qualified account, we, we, we call that, it does matter. Okay. Because they're realizing they're going to hit your tax return. Right. right? Um, so the idea is, so coordination advisor, so maybe you need to get your investment advisor involved, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know how to read the 30-page statement you get every month that maybe somewhere on page 28 is your realized, you know, year-to-date gains. Because a lot of our clients say, I didn't even, I don't, I don't know where to find that. And some statements don't have them. Right. And so if your statements, if you can't find that information on your monthly or quarterly statement, don't, you know, hesitate to call your investment advisor. Right. Okay, because they uh, most most of them should be able to run you pretty quickly a year to date gain loss report. Right. And we have clients that either have us. Some people want to be involved. We do three way phone calls, communication with them and the other advisors. And we have other people that give permission. And then we're doing the legwork and then giving them the results of so they don't have to. Right. Um, So these are, you know, so that's a good example of, you know, how you need, you know, you know, you can coordinate advisors to make your life a bit easier, mm-hmm. a bit be- better. And it's sometimes the little things added up together helps you in retirement. Right. And if you'd like to take advantage of a free consultation with the estate planning team to see how we can help you and the different value that we provide to you or come out to our free fall educational classes on IRA and Roth planning and retirement planning, You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So, you know, one of the things, too, is when when you're building your your cash flow and, and with the estimated payments, you know, that's the idea. In other words, if, you know, if you can save some cash flow, like like a lot of times, Carrie, we have clients who, when they come into us for the first time, they may already be doing a systematic withdrawal from their IRAs. Right. right? And, and, and they may be doing it monthly, right? And and they're trying, the beginning of the year, they're trying to guess how much withholding should be done. Uh, another approach, perhaps, is to flip that upside down and say, well, let's not worry about withholding in the first half of the year. Give you the cash flow Just you need. Just take the cash flow you need with no withholding, and we'll adjust the withholding in the second half of the year when we have a better idea of whether you should be on a previous year safe harbor or a current year safe harbor. These are the little things that when our client, sometimes a light bulb goes off and say, gee, why hasn't my guy ever talked about that? All right, have a good weekend, everyone. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.